Ghosts Beneath Their Eyes by Charlotte Stafford The ghosts creep beneath their eyes Woken by the memories of friends and allies And as the world chants, so was it all for nothing then? Memories seep through and the dead rise again Those that have fought tirelessly against regimes, ignorance and hate. Witness the onslaught of screens filled with rigorous debate. Take a step back, appreciate and commend the brave who now have so much to comprehend. Whilst others sat in front of TVs and moaned about immigration, our girls and boys in camo sacrificed their lives for freedom and education. And those at home stand witness to the haunting in their eyes as the sandy deserts live amongst them in disguise. They've chosen a life with a warrior, but no one saw this coming. Partner, husband, wife, your strength too needs to be summoned. For this battle will now continue in the mind, and only time will tell what demons we will find. Remember, you were brothers and sisters in arms. You're never alone. It's time to speak up, write down, pick up the phone. Truth be told, a part of them will always be on stag. It shows through their pride and pain. And they will be soldiers through this too, until called upon again. You're listening to Blue Pigment Podcast with me, Ash Stafford. Welcome to episode three, season two. I don't know why I keep calling it season two. It's kind of like a continuous thing anyway so yeah but the first 20 episodes were all dedicated to creativity and just giving people that uh, you know that outlet and being able to provide a platform for them um, now this sort of the newer episodes uh, specifically the last three so 21 22 and 23 are interviews and i want to carry on down the, the interview line so the guest i've got lined up today is sophia naji she's an absolute character so straight after my sponsors coming up soon stay tuned stay loyal stay tuned both just do both see you then you're listening to blue pigment podcast sponsored by huskarl go to huskarl.co.uk to see some of their fantastic artwork you can get yourself a custom-made t-shirt printout or stickers huskarl were the bodyguards of king harold when king harold was killed Huskar did not admit defeat, and they went on to fight to the death, sticking to their guns and being loyal to what they believed to the end. And that is what Huskar brand stands for, being loyal to who you are as a person. Go to huskarl.co.uk, that's H-U-S-C-A-R-L, and when you get to Huskar, 
and you go to the checkout, use discount code BLUEPIGMENT for 10% off. Follow the you, not the fooler. Put, yeah, it's, put, the, uh, put the gin down. Damn. <laughs> right, so I've been joined <laughs> by Sophie Naji today. She's a counsellor and a psychotherapist. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so do you want to tell us a bit more about yourself, Sophie? Um, I am a counsellor psychotherapist, like you said, uh, qualified a few years ago. Um, used to come from nightclub industry and marketing and, and things like that and found my calling in um, psychotherapy. So that's what I've been doing so far. And uh, also working with uh, an LGBT centre in my city, uh, supporting that charity as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, so obviously you're one of my first or second, th- you're my, now my third uh, interview guest. So I'm kind of still learning the ropes. So I'm going to chuck out a few questions towards you and just sort of uh, see, see how it Go goes. on then. Well, I, I want to keep it as sort of, you know, relaxed and as neutral yeah. as possible. So uh, obviously in counselling and psych- psychotherapy, I imagine you get quite a lot of different characters coming to you with, mm. you know, problems that they want to get solved. Um, mm-hmm. and the way that I've always sort of got over my own, any, you know, issues I've had myself is to go for a run or, or to do something creative. And a lot of my, mm-hmm. um, audience, uh, they know that it's about like the creative side of, um, counseling, I guess, like counseling yourself through yeah. poetry, songwriting, uh, painting, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so what, in your sort of profession, what are the main sort of outlets in which you try and teach people like coping mechanisms, if you like? I think it all depends on the presenting issue, but I think the the things that you've mentioned that they do help mental health. They help the way you feel about yourself, uh, energy levels, um, but also I think doing silly things as well can really help. So when you feel quite burnt out, for example, or um, you, you're struggling to 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 find something that you're interested in, it's just about going back to basics, going back to the baby steps, and just finding things. It could be making candles. It could be learning how to paint. It could be um, taking martial art classes. It could be volunteering. It could be anything that makes you feel fulfilled and good about yourself. And me personally, back in the day, the way I feel, I coped with stress or um Anything that felt overwhelming uh, in the society we live in these days, it was very much, oh, let's have a drink. Let's go to the pub. Let's go to a party. Those things at the time, great fun. But as you get older, you need something that is going to benefit you um, and your mental health. And that type of thing doesn't. And I I learned that um, the hard way. And now I say things to avoid as well as things to try something different the thing with certain people is you you're really worried about trying something different it's something you're unaware of um it's change change is is difficult for people and that's finding the baby step of changing something that makes you feel creative because a lot of people don't necessarily understand what that entails if you were to say self-care some people wouldn't know what what that would be or or how they could do that so it's it's just really about looking into different things and self-help's great and as well as uh coaching or counseling things like that can also benefit 
Yeah, that's fine. Did I ramble? No, I It's it's good for you as a subject matter expert just to go off on one and just talk about you know <laughs> yeah. what, what it is you want to say. So no, thank you for for that. That is it's very interesting because I always think about yeah when I was younger and the way I dealt with stress exactly the same as you would mm. go out in nightclub and in a way it's because I didn't know how to express myself properly. Yeah, and instead of doing something creative, I'd express myself by you know being loud getting drunk and not you know an outlet which is unhealthy and there's mm. a lot of you know a lot of young young guys and some girls you know they, they go out and they drink too much and they their way of expressing or getting anger out is to start throwing yeah. their fists around which yeah. is just it's uh, a release isn't it it's something that where else do they channel that if you're not taught or you've the thing is it, you absorb things as well if if it, when you're younger um, talking about my personal experience, not anybody else's, everybody's is different. But if you witness um, a parent dealing with certain emotions in a certain way, which sometimes they can't help, you you, you absorb that. It sort of molds you into thinking, right, so this is the way you channel that type of emotion. Um, and a lot of the time, getting drunk can really repress the emotion until you get to that certain point where it, you could either get into a silly argument with somebody for absolutely no reason or find yourself <laughs> kneeling over sobbing because you're giving yourself that you, you're not in control so that's when that emotion just bursts out of you and it's it's really hard to manage and and it, and it is awful. It's a, it's a hard place to be in. And it, it's self-awareness that really helped me with different ways of dealing with, with things and, and different ways of projecting that emotion in a positive way that's not going to affect anybody else around me. Yeah, I suppose it is in a way as, as well. It's like that going for that drink. It has that, it's that short term, mm. uh, you know, like that, that short term release. But then in the morning, the next day and you're hungover. You feel, oh, anxiety. You feel... <laughs> yeah booze blues especially when you don't remember or you know you've forgotten what you did the night before and you have an anxiety yeah. that did i do something wrong did i do this or did mm -hmm. you know if if somebody was to drink to that excess mm -hmm. but and it's just an all-round negative isn't it just a it, well i say all-round negative you can have a couple of drinks and feel giddy and happy and excited you got to know when the where the line is and put that yeah put that definitely yeah and then uh you, you yeah because if waking up the next day for one you've written off the next day defo write off well, I'm and then you, you're just lying there thinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you're lying there thinking well do i need to ring people and apologize what did i do and and it's just a horrible feeling you're just left with guilt and shame even though you've probably not done anything wrong <laughs> no, no. lying there just like yeah. oh <laughs> so there's like a, a new movement i guess what people are trying to do it's like a, a weighing up two things day trip out so day trip going with your friends to say you know i know that lockdown hasn't encouraged this but day trip mm -hmm. with your friends where you go paddleboarding for the day or you go alton towers or somewhere cool like that uh, over night time so focusing on doing fun stuff during the day as and when you can and then not going for that drink at night so mm -hmm. that would be really cool if we could see people embracing that as a culture and as a society a bit more uh, I don't know how it's going to be after, after you know, people start going back to the pubs and the nightclubs open and all that sort of stuff. I can imagine mm. people are either going to really enjoy it or they're going to go, I don't need this anymore. Actually, what I want to go do is go paddleboard down the canal or go surfing or fishing or whatever they're yeah sort of that's the inspiring part isn't it because if you've lockdown has triggered a lot of different issues in people um 
and, and drinking is one of them because it was the go-to. It's especially with people who were furloughed or um, just struggling in general with trying to be a teacher, um, a parent, uh, an employee and all of these demands. And, and it is about the, the fact that it's that freedom, isn't it? It's as if you can walk out your house and think, right, I can do different things um, and, and looking for different things you might not have tried to do. Um, and I, I think dependent on which generation, not, not being mean, but it's I think our generation, it, it is very much what else can we do other than going somewhere and having a drink and sitting in a pub all day, even though sometimes it's fun to do with friends. But it's there's so many of the things that you find more enjoyable than rather a party, a small gathering with meals. So you're eating, you might be having a few drinks, but you're interacting. And I think when you, you might remember when you're younger and you go out, the interacting you're doing is just when you're drunk and dancing around and things like that. So you're not necessarily knowing what's going on in each other's lives and giving each other and your friendship group that support. Yeah, it's that Dutch courage, isn't it? You feel like you can talk to anyone, so you feel on top yeah. of the world. The next day you wake up, just absolutely crashed. But uh, <laughs> yeah. how have you found? How have you found in your profession lock, lockdown? And have you had to deal with your clients over the phone or? Uh, uh, video video that? calls and counselling. Um, sorry, video calls and over the phone. Um, a lot of people have started to prefer that. It's allowed a lot of people more flexibility to get that, that support that they, they want because they don't have to go anywhere. And a lot of people, for example, who are suffering with social anxiety or, or depression and then they haven't got that motivation to, to get somewhere or they actually can't financially. Um, it's given a broader um, a sort of spectrum for people to come forward and, and get that help for video or, or telephone. Um, face to face will start up soon. Um, it, it's, it just depends on, on, on people's the way people feel. It, it really is down to the individual on the way they feel. But people have struggled a lot. Um, different types of people, different types of background, different different issues, and um, and you'd find addiction was a big a big trigger. Um, violence, domestic violence. Um, but also it, there was a real positive light on it that couples came together and families came together. So that the, throughout that horrible experience we all went through and, um, and the sadness and the loss people have experienced, the the, the part, the only part that makes me smile about it is the strength of how the, the people came through that and their families have come together or they found a different support network or they've got that courage to think I'm not happy in my marriage I'm leaving so it's 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 helped people in different ways but it was also very difficult for for a lot of people as, as I'm sure you you can understand that as well yeah I think um to be honest with with the whole lockdown and my career line it was we were sort of still going to work and sort of cracking on in in, in many ways but there were days or weeks where it was like there's nothing on there's nothing going to happen so mm. you know spend a bit more time with your friends friends of uh, not your friends but your family and yeah. personally i've not found lockdown that bad at all it's actually been nice you know being in the army being sent away you know for a time at times a long period of time so obviously mm. 2019 uh, in the Falklands when Dylan uh, my boy was still young and spent four months away from him so actually being locked down and saying you got to spend time with your family I, I really enjoyed it and it was a massive benefit and bonus to to me and my family 
but uh I, you know not speaking ill of of the situation i know lots of people went through some really traumatic times but uh yeah there are positives in the you know silver silver lining in those clouds um yeah so what about the 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 physical connection so i know now like i would like to do the interviews you know in person all this sort of stuff if the mm. financial burden wasn't wasn't too high that people to come in and do interviews but and having that sort of like interaction where you're in the same room you're sharing a packet of biscuits you're sharing a you know you're both having a brew at the same time and, and you know whatever that that sort of connection has that been has that affected people the way that they open up to you and talk and discuss things that you've noticed I think that for, for some people that it's because the, the therapists, the counsellors are there anyway, so they'll get their sessions. For some people, it's it's been challenging. Um, I think for me, the with the telephone sessions, that there wouldn't have been a change for some of for some of my clients. And for the videos, I think it was a challenge for people to connect through that but also know how to use the platforms and know how to use computers or phones or laptops that was the massive i think wall for some people because someone have known how to do that but it's all there's that support there to talk them through it explain it um with some clients it's difficult if it's if it's long term and you're working with with trauma or addiction um or some other um uh, learning difficulties, um, autism diagnoses. Seeing them is 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 really helpful for treatment, and I think that it's that's what I miss about that connection for them is trying to. But you have to try and find that common ground in this in this whole pandemic. And luckily, we've got the the laptops. Because if you think if that happened in uh, when we were kids. You had to run around the corner to the to the to the um, the phone box to ring someone to say, "Oh, let's meet up at one here." So imagine if it was back then at that time, the isolation would have been horrific. So at least there was that um, the internet to, to to help. But some people have have really struggled with that. But they've really adapted as best as they can, and and that that was something that they had to do but also they did really well so i think that connection's still there i do you made that really good yeah the really good point about um you're more accessible and it's in it's mm. more flexible and i suppose you know there's no waiting well you know there's, there's probably possibly still a waiting list but i imagine it's a lot shorter because the person receiving the phone calls or the the video um video talks doesn't can, can work from home for one so they're, they're saving time on travel time they're saving money on travel time as well getting to yep. from work um so yeah there has been you know with, with all the negatives that there's been there's definitely been positives and mm. um, there's just, also the the service sorry go ahead i, yeah, I was gonna say i just missed that uh that, that sort of like meeting up connection connection yeah mm. but you know this pos this yeah like say silver clouds silver lining. a lot of silver lining a lot of people do feel that, that they, they miss that socialising and that, that's causing a lot of feelings of depression and low mood because they're so isolated. I mean, some people live alone. They don't necessarily have any friends or family. So day centres and things like that are really their, um, their, their, their catch for interacting with people. So I'm really pleased that all services and things like that are starting to, to slowly open up again to, to people who really need it um and also eaps are becoming brilliant 
and a lot of organizations are um, EAPs, the employee, the employee assistance program. So a lot of companies, um, and if your listeners have, check with your employer and see if they have an EAP because you'll have a counseling service on there and they'll offer a 24 hour helpline. I also do that as well. So you just call up and if there's anything bothering you or you just want to talk to somebody, that's the, that service. And if you need anything specific, you get signposted as well. So that's a real good support network for people who are, who are struggling as well. If there was a, like a, a myth that you'd like to dispel around sort of mental ill health and, you know, uh, the, the avenue of going to somebody for help. If there was a myth mm. that you'd like to dispel, what, what would that be? Do you mean how clients may feel about asking for help culturally or gender yeah, so I, I don't like using the word stigma but there's just obviously a stigma around yeah, mental health huge um and if the, how do we how do we debunk the stigma how do we say this isn't really a thing that you we're all talking about it you're talking about it, i'm talking about it. there's loads of people out there that are talking about it but inside some people they they don't feel the confidence enough to say how they're feeling because of what for whatever reason and you know how do we as you know two people now talking that want to send a message out there and say it's okay to talk about how your thoughts and feelings it's okay to express yourself into the world and you know there's i always i use the analogy that um if a lion is backed into a corner by a pack of hyenas and it's on its own you know one of the most powerful creatures you can you can think of mm. if it's at that point that it's very vulnerable it will call out to the pride for help. And I need to, I want to get that message out to the listeners that if you're ever in a position that you're feeling vulnerable is not to bullet up, not to, you know, to go into yourself is to call out like a lion would be brave mm -hmm. and speak about what you're feeling, because that's, that is bravery. Talking about how you feel and think has some reason had to become a brave thing to do when really, it should just be normal. It should be just be everyday life. It should. It should be, and I think it's it's a it's hard because of the way society has made it. That well, that will make you look weak. Well, actually, no. It makes you look strong to be able to say, "I'm struggling. I'm not feeling myself. I'm feeling anxious, or I don't understand what these feelings are, but I know they're there." You you owe it to yourself, and you're feeling it, so it's real and it's it's acknowledging that that you mean something and your self-worth is about focusing on you and, and doing things that are, are going to make you feel better because if you're not feeling better then the people around you uh, are going to be aware that something's not right and and it's just going to be brushed under the carpet and that is it that it's never going to go away the feelings will go away in time and with help but the issues if you brush them under the carpet will always be there. And that's what we were talking about, those suppressed emotions. It's the same as communication. If With your loved ones, for example, if you're really struggling, tell your loved ones because they would rather know and they probably notice something's, something's not right. They might not know what, but it's allow your voice to be heard because it should be. Why should it not? Why do you not deserve help? And um I completely understand that as well. For years, I was, uh, for, for years, I, I was adamant, I, I don't suffer with depression. I, I'm not this, I'm not that. And it just got me to the point where I thought, I need to accept this because clearly what I'm trying and doing is not working. And I want to move forward in life. I want to be the best I can be. 
but that takes steps it takes baby steps and small measurable goals and I think the first small measurable goal is you thinking right I need some help now the next part is asking for it you can do that in different ways you could create a safe word within your family so if someone says that safe word you know right they might need help so do you want to see a doctor what about a helpline do you want to speak to someone in a helpline or just discuss it with family to see how they may be able to help so it it's just trying to allow yourself to feel worthy you are worthy you feel it so you get that help yeah it's absolutely all about communication isn't it yeah. Um, if if we think about the the worst possible outcome is you know mm. suicide. So if we talk about suicide yeah. prevention, mm. if somebody and, and people say, oh, if somebody was to take their own life, that's a cowardice act. I'm, no, that's no. not my opinion. That's just what people mm, yeah. you know, would say. Society, uh, something. Yeah. So and religions. Yeah. The the real fact of the matter is, is they're in a place in their head that is so dark that they don't see those. Yeah. They don't see it like that. No. Um, so it, it's hard to get to say to somebody that is in a way brave enough to take a life, which is their own life. They're brave enough to take their own life, but they've not brave enough in a way to speak about what's going on. And what we as a society need to say is that you need to talk about this, like whatever it is, it, it could be the slightest little niggle in, in, in some, in your head, in your mind that's going on. And before it escalates into something else, get it, get it fixed as soon as you can. And again, it's just communication. It's just talking. It's, it's one of the reasons why it we're is. humans is because we can communicate. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard for people to communicate because when you're living in your own head, if, if you're suffering from depression or trauma and you're, something's bothering you where it's consuming you, you're living in your own head and call that little name something for example the niggly gremlin gremlin that's on your shoulder that's saying your family's going to be better without you you're not helping me you're making this worse that's depression that's anxiety that's what it feeds into you it tries to turn its turn yourself against yourself so that's where you go more inside yourself more isolated more withdrawn and and it's about trying to come out as best you can by communicating some people might like children will draw pictures and sometimes you look at the pictures and you think oh what's going on there and you can explore it with them it might show that they're anxious about death it might show they don't understand something that they've seen and people can try that write family members letters pass it to them in the morning they can read it process it come back together and then look for plans of actions or using services to help and the, the suicide prevention plans can be as simple as checking in with somebody every day. Um, are their doctor a know of how, how they're feeling? Do they know what services are available? Um, and also knowing that by them saying something, by them saying, look, I, I, I don't feel like I want to be here anymore. It's, it's, it's listening to it, no matter what situation they're in, no matter where they are when they're telling you. Just listen. That's what they'll need at that time. They don't need somebody to say, right, let's get down to A&E. Explore it. Okay, so are you having these thoughts daily? Do you feel quite intense now? So are you having those thoughts now that there's an intent or plan? Or is it a fleeting thought? Explore it. And then you can get the, the, the right help. And they know by talking to you about it, you're okay. And you can you can help. And then you can also come to the services to talk about how that's made you feel and explore ways of, of trying to help your loved one and yourself. 
yeah yeah definitely um so we've talked a few about a few bits there um seeking help is one being creative and you know expressing yourself and i love that you said about you know young people they draw pictures or they write you know they write down things and stuff like that and it's it's probably worth noting that the brain that we have in our heads as adults is the same brain that we had in our heads as a child and and the only thing that's changed is the probably the way we perceive ourselves uh you know that self-induced pressure and actually going back to your child mind of of being your child state and, yeah yeah and just allowing yourself to open up and, and to play yeah allow yourself to play allow yourself to have fun and, and yeah so creativity you know being physically a active is also mm -hmm. i'd say is good for your mental health you look after your body you're looking after your mind mm -hmm. um, whatever sort of hints and tips would you give anyone that's you know in in a dark space but not quite to the point where they need to start mm -hmm. seeking professional help is don't try not to write lists of things that you need to do or want to do try and sit with how you're feeling for a bit and figure out are there certain aspects or factors in my life that I can focus on to try and improve things but also it could be the environment you're in are you feeling isolated have you socialized with your friends recently have you spoken with your doctor um, are you being active I personally do not like exercising but walking and listening to music or a podcast or just trying to move a little bit more can help the way you're feeling but just say don't be afraid to say um journal it as well if you feel that your moods fluctuate daily try to start to write it it doesn't have to be dear diary i felt quite sad today it doesn't have to be like that it could literally just be words on a piece of paper so when we spoke about people struggling to talk about things just use single words or colors how if you were a color today what would you feel like some people will find that difficult others might really jump into it but it's it's about exploring your behavioral patterns and exploring what's going on around you that may be triggering this feeling sometimes it can simply be the chemical imbalance in your brain and um you you need to speak to the doctor or um you're going through a wave if you think depression and anxiety come in waves and what i usually say is you're the surfer you're on a surfboard the waves are emotions and what you're trying to do is surf through them to get to the shore and sometimes it's going to hit you off it's going to hit you off the surfboard and you get back on some will be tsunamis some might be small waves but that's what emotions like and it's managing that those feelings of intense um feelings so it's about breathing exercises um finding out if you like meditation or yoga just simply having half an hour a day just to sit in a chair and listen to music on your own that that self-care is just giving yourself that time as well yeah, you said about uh, pattern like your, your life pattern i guess it's like what routine are you in uh, is it a healthy routine are you spending too much time watching tv or you know are you spending too much time on your phone and all these sort of things if it's not a healthy mm -hmm. life style then just looking at it and going actually i've eaten you know chips and burgers for five days in a row i feel terrible why yeah. do I feel terrible? It's probably because you're eating chips and burgers yeah. every day, five days in a row. Yeah. Uh, and you're looking and at your screen. Looking at to all of those. Yes, yeah, yeah. staring at your screen or 
all those types of things and environmental factors can be who, who's around you is somebody affecting you do you need to put some boundaries in place is somebody demanding too much of your time boundaries are a real safe way to keep ourselves safe so if we feel that we we're unable to socialize and you're indoors all the time because of a, a reason why you, you're struggling to talk to people then online things can be a way of interacting but not to consume your life. Life is out there and it, and it's not putting that pressure on yourself to change. I want to change now. That's it. I need to do it now. It, it's not. It's about taking baby steps and taking your time with things, really finding your ground, finding what makes you happy, what makes you sad. Sometimes there's things around us that you just don't even know affect you. And it's just exploring different things. Exploring self is... And that's hard to do. It's not easy. And that is, it's just doing it in different stages. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, I think we've literally like covered <laughs> so many good uh, tips and points there. I'm just trying to rack my brain if there's any other, you know, things that we could just, you know, get across to the audience and talk about. Um, obviously, there's a, a pending question coming up. I warned you off of this question before. Yeah yeah we started um might as well just hit it hit it on the nail on the head right now and it's the uh what is the most courageous thing that you've ever seen or heard of go <laughs> a client was a, a a nurse in um a and e and was moved to covid wards and uh, i think that the trauma of what she'd seen on that ward but carrying on through the, the the whole the whole pandemic, and 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 what she did as well was um, she had to move into a hotel room for for a couple of uh, for a couple of months, so she was away from her family. But it, it that to me was really really courageous. Uh, another client I know uh, took drugs and alcohol um, because of a past trauma, um, and. The hardest thing to do is to to go into rehab and and really work on yourself that's what it's about it's the 12 steps it's about exploring self where where would that addiction come from and they they came out of it after probably 15 years of abusing alcohol and drugs um and they've been sober now for two and a half years and and that to me was um was really courageous um Another thing is a, a 15 year old lad I know um, who came out as gay and being in culturally the situation he was in and um, the, the age as well. I thought he was absolutely courageous in, to say that this is this is how I feel. This is me. No, yeah, I always look at that, that, you know, when people come out as a, you know, an alternative sexuality to what their family or friends might have, have liked yeah. is absolutely courageous and a hundred percent courage. And you can't deny it because they're at the point where they're having to, you know, sometimes they might be in a, in a household, which doesn't agree with it. Mm. But they're still willing to be themselves who be true to themselves and express mm. who they are and just put their, you know, wear their heart on the sleeve and say, this is me deal with it or deal with it yeah. or, or, or move on and having to do that in, with your family the fear and, like, of it, yeah the fear of rejection yeah and that fear of rejection can also be increased by you know self-fulfilling prophecy or uh you know stress stresses that you put on yourself 
yeah, that that is courage, yeah, to do that. And I, I can actually imagine that some of the people that maybe drink a lot and throw their fists around may have something that they're wanting to get off their chest and they're just not feeling it just yet it's a it's another stigma isn't it addictions is such a huge stigma the same as mental health because majority of the time there are mental health issues there are traumatic experiences in the background there there could be loss any 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 type of trauma and usually there is something that has triggered that and that codependency and that relationship that they've built with with that substance or or the alcoholism so there is there is a, a lot of stigma around that and they're people with with problems that are it becomes firstly drinking can be enjoyable but then it becomes a, a need your body is screaming for it so those withdrawals become so difficult to manage that they need help so it really is a, a another a, a sort of area that i'm passionate about because I, they um they, they need just the same help and they're people yeah, so my, my podcast is about the sort of creativity and the benefits of creativity and how that can yeah. help you release inner emotions, inner stresses, and just get things out of your head and onto paper or on, on yeah. you know, with paints and drawing and, and et cetera. Do Dancing, you have, singing, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any sort of creative outlet that you like to use? Or I've just started to... Um, use the it's it was paint by numbers but it's actually diamantes so you sit there and stick on different colors there's thousands of them and stick them on and you create this absolutely stunning um a painting so to speak of, of the i don't know what it's actually called but it's a picture but it's the diamantes that had me hooked for six days um, I was doing it after work. I was enjoying myself whilst I was just sat having a cup of tea on my break. I, it, it was because I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to. The creativity doesn't have to be where you're using every ounce of yourself to put into something. It's creative because it's relaxing you. It looks great. And it's allowing you to dip into places in your mind whilst you're focusing on doing it. Um, reading um and podcasts are another thing i've really um started to to bring in to to my routine um things like walking around the block as i work from home so i have rituals where i finish work i'll walk around the block um to try and feel like i finished um and different type of co coping mechanisms would be as well as listening to music um resting self-care um making sure i've got time to myself long baths love a bath um sleep hygiene something as well i focus on because that helps with your self-care so things like is your room comfortable is it the right temperature are you prepping before you go to bed are you putting away electronic appliances um to get into that zone um and interacting with family and um and laughing sense of humor carries you so far and i can understand that when you're feeling down a sense of humor is hard but it, uh, one of my coping mechanisms is, is uh, watching babies eat lemons on uh, oh. youtube absolutely love their facial expressions makes me belly laugh so that's something else that that i find helps so it, it, everybody is different and i think that you don't want to bombard yourself with too many coping mechanisms. You want to try things out, see how they make you feel and, and, and test things. Gardening as well. I, I don't, I've never done it in my life. Um, and because I've just moved, I've got a garden. So the other weekend I attacked the bush, uh, the, uh, the hedge, sorry, I call it the bush. 
<laughs> I attacked the bush I'm in the garden. I'm definitely not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, because it's real. It was it was yeah. a bush. Now it's not. Now it's yeah. uh, now, now it's now it looks back great. To the garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least I didn't say my bush. Oh, now you have. <laughs> yeah, you can't edit it out. You've already no, said. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Uh, I hate gardening. Absolutely. Hate I it. did. I quite hate it, but I was doing it for two days and I enjoyed it. And it was such good exercise as well, because as I said, I don't like moving very much necessarily. I don't, I'm not a runner. I don't necessarily go to the gym, but I, that really, really pumped me up. It made me feel, um, I had so much energy. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like a new hobby now. It's, it's like something I look at and think, what could I do there? What, what types of things could I try? And I've got no idea what to do. So it's researching it as well. And that comes into the stages of creativity, doesn't it? When you, you're sort of figuring things out, you research it, you try it, and then you, you make your assessment. Well, it's education as well. It's making you more, uh, you know, a more intelligent person. So if you, for instance, if you was going to grow a certain flower, you've got to read up on when to plant and to yeah. pull that you know when to snip yeah. the flower make it smaller or bigger or whatever knowledge it, isn't it yeah it's just knowledge it's information it's and it's putting your brain into use whereas we could easily yeah. just go about a normal day just not using our brain just being numb and scrolling through facebook well, or instagram that, or whatever that's the thing if you were to check on your phone um when it it shows you on your phones how long you've 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 been on it for um and mine at one point was it, it is research and news but i, I did think hang on four hours but if some people are on the phone for a lot longer, so that's their way of zoning out, but they could zone out in a completely different way where they're interacting with the environment around them um, because it, it can kill brain cells. It's, it, it can just make you feel zombified and you're living through a screen. You, it's, it can be quite unhealthy sometimes, can't it? Even though, yeah. it, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I do it sometimes too. Everyone's human, but being aware of things like that as well can, can be really good. Yeah, I went, I've been through sort of like ebbs and flows with uh, social media and uh, points where I've been like, I just want to completely close all my social media and not be involved in it at all. And then other times where I thought that I've got a message and I've got something I want to talk about. You know, I've done my poetry and stuff. I want people to see yeah. it. So it's, it's that double edged sword. Of, Great balance. Yeah. Yeah. Balancing of how much time yeah. you spend on it. But uh, it's also you're in control of that as well, because you're in you've got those boundaries there to think I want to share this with with people you can choose who you can also choose the type of sector you're going for or, or um groups you're going for as well so it's I mean it's I think it's brilliant um and reaching out to different types of people as well yeah so you, have you done have you done much talks like this any other podcasts or very first this is yeah, the very first go. podcast yeah awesome but well, I'll, I'll pass your details around. See if we can get you get you uh, get you famous on a few other <laughs> yeah. Let podcasts. me know. I know some uh, some big some big podcast you know big names in the podcast world, and especially to do with mental health. So um, I'll pass on your details to them. But it's been yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Great having you on. I'm glad that you you got on board and got a chance to talk about you know on the professional side of mental health. Um, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's been a pleasure thank, thank you ashley much. thank you for having me ashley you've just called me ashley in front of all my friends <laughs> oh sorry no. what, what, what do you call no. what do you call yourself uh, ash <laughs> all right so, sorry ash thanks lee thanks soph <laughs> <Lee. laughs>
you're welcome uh it's been great having you on i really appreciate it i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop with these sort of like interview style stuff yep. now but i'm not gonna stop recording just so you know there's, there's somebody told me that don't stop recording because you always get the good bits at the beginning or the end and i wish i'd i wish i'd was recording when i first turned it on because <laughs> you were, what did it do you were you had your gin and you know you were a bit like yeah <laughs> yeah respect well don't don't show that bit because it, even though we're still recording and they're probably going to hear it anyway i am sat with a gin and I, it's saturday it, no it's not saturday that's probably why you forgot what day <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's sunday and it's a it's a an unwinder it's a, a pleasure and it's fun we're having a chat yeah no judgment no judgment <laughs> well this is what i, I really want to get um as many people as involved in the podcast as I can and just sort of it is just a chat and I know I've probably thrown a few questions at you and I don't know if you felt pressure or stressed during that no, not at all I think it's it, it allows me to really dive into my brain on what I know and, and and sometimes I think it's nice to to be heard with um in, in different areas of I mean your your podcast and the people who are listening to this um I think it's nice nice for them to well, not nice of them to hear what I've got to say, but it's nice to be heard. So if anybody had any questions or something was said that they wanted to know more information about, I'm more than happy to to support. Um, and also, if uh, there was any more information you wanted to know about mental health, those are the colleagues that I can pass on to. So if you ever wanted anybody else to come on with a specific, with a specific talk, by all means, let me know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. I've, uh, can I take there's... a sip of my drink, or is that is is is, is that going to be a bit? No, look, you do, <laughs> you do what you want. But if that's if that's what you you know, obviously, as long as you're not paralytic by the end of this. <laughs> no, it's a it's a measure. Measuring is very important. All things and that is in, half of a single measure. All things in uh, modesty. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Moderation. All things yeah. moderation. Yeah. So well, that's yeah. what we're saying about, you know, if, if you eat five burgers a day, you, yeah. you can eat, a, you can eat, a, hang on, five burgers a day, five burgers and chips for five days is what I was saying. But yeah. if you, was, you could eat that one day of the week, that'd be fine. As long as you, you know, yeah. I mean, you could really enjoy it as long as for the rest of the time you're being modest in what, you know, the other meals and taking care of your going for the walk and going for, you know, if you go to the gym or whatever, and if you go to another thing is if you go to the gym too much surely that's that's what i was going to say everything is in moderation because something can be really really fun but if you do it all the time it will lose its excitement um i don't know i, I admire people who go to the gym every day i really do i really do but it's just something i i just wouldn't do and, and hopefully they're not doing it for hours and hours at a time because if you think what are, what other life are they having it's what are the things are they doing but that's there that can be a very massive positive for them it gives them something to do and feel good so it's just in balance isn't it it's just making sure things are balanced and that's the same with um anything yeah yeah you're right oh i wish i had gin. a gin now where's my gin what do you know if what's your what's your um drink that you prefer if you were to have a drink what would it be uh i normally have sort of like a double whiskey on the rocks a bit of... <laughs> 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 i think i was a bit sick in my mouth <laughs> sorry i'm joking no, no, the... you've got to find the right whiskey some some of them yeah. are some of them are i would call howling but uh 
some of them are yeah beautiful but um I, I like it i like a whiskey probably you know you know maybe maybe i don't know i don't know how many units i have but i probably have a double whiskey two times a, a week something like that you know and that's it i'll just have a double whiskey yeah. one night and then maybe three nights later i'll have another whiskey and it's usually when i'm <laughs> when that when i need a i wouldn't say a pickup it's more like when i've had a good day you know yeah i've had a good day it's like i've had a really good day today i'm gonna yeah. have a whiskey whereas if it was the other way it's like i've had a really bad day today i'm gonna have a whiskey that's when bad things <laughs> that's when the yeah. one whiskey it, turns it, into it, two into three really interesting you said that because it is it's like you you when you you're angry or you're sad you're like oh, i'll just i'll some people will be like oh, i will just have a drink but in in the in the long run that's where it gets you that's where it hooks you isn't it but if you have one to celebrate again that can that can yeah. cause issues well, so once if you balance. have a good day every day like yeah it's a good day again today <laughs> yeah <Yes>. waking up <laughs> yeah. waking up at seven o'clock in the morning it's a good day today yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think if you felt like that you'd get to the point where you think well this is the only bad thing in my day that i'm <laughs> yeah. starting to to have a drink sorry that was my phone i apologize it's all right it's probably uh yeah anyway uh been really good i think i think i'll call it a day uh anything before well before i shoot off is there anything else that you want to talk about no no uh, happy no right. please have me please have me back um and love listening to your podcast and thank you have you listened to it i have <laughs> which ones oh you're asking me oh, now i don't know now. the name no because i said to you i think you've got a lovely voice on your podcast and i did say that to you so i did listen yeah. to it Thank but you're you. asking to ask you which one I, I'll, I'll have to go back onto it and, and have a look and see which one it was and let you know just quick, to prove quick, just, just quick, to prove quick 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 <laughs> which yeah. one was it yeah. oh it's the one where you said uh, this is blue pink podcast i said it on all of them <laughs> <laughs> i was all like welcome to yeah that was that was the part no yeah, i have okay. listened to it i can assure you but no, perfect. um yeah i'm not i'm not fibbing <laughs> well yeah thank you very much sophie so right. sophia sorry let me say that again thank you very much sophia You've you are very great. welcome ashley thank you so oh, much <laughs> <laughs> right anyway i'm gonna go all right thank you all right <laughs> all right bye bye <laughs> She's a real character. We have a we had a we had a chat. It goes up and down, you know, from from absolute positivity and having a great laugh of her all the way down to some really serious topics. So if you're into that, a variety of emotions were crossed during this during this interview. Stay tuned for it. The opinions or views expressed on this podcast are solely of my own or the guests and do not represent the opinions or views of anybody else or the Ministry of Defence. Shit, Chicago! You're out of there!